Jesus House in Pursuit of God Discovering Purpose Maximizing Potential Impacting Lives This message is being brought to you from Jesus House London God bless you Gillian Louise Callan Doff has been the Anglican Bishop of Lancaster since 2018, a suffragan bishop in the Diocese of Blackburn, England. Prior to this, she was Director of Similitas College, Northwest, an Anglican theological college from 2013 to 2018. She studied chemistry at university and worked in the oil industry. Upon her ordination in the Church of England, she served in the Diocese of Liverpool in parish ministry, chaplaincy and church planting. Jill is married to Jeremy, an Anglican priest who is currently the principal of St. Pardon's Institute, a theological training initiative of the church in Wales. They have two teenage sons, Robbie and Harry. Please welcome the Right Reverend Dr. Jill Doff to this year's Pursuit of God conference. Well, just as a, a personal introduction to this, uh, thank you, Pastor Agu, for inviting me um, to do this. I feel so honoured. Um, so um, um, many blessings on this. I'll just uh, bring my notes up and then start. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the desert and streams in the wasteland. It was so lovely to receive an invitation from Pastor Agu to minister at your services this morning. I confess I feel out of my depth among some of the spiritual giants in our nation. So I come in my weakness and um, anything good out of this is all glory to Jesus. And it's that phrase out of my depth I want um, to take as a thread through what I have to say today. I'm aware you've just finished a 21 day conference, the New Day of Destiny. And um, I think I'm the first sermon after that. And uh, my plan had been to speak about his fire, but strange as I came to prepare, the theme is most definitely water. And um, I notice in, in the, um, there's been a trailer for this watery theme in your conference from in that verse from Isaiah 43, I am making a way in the desert and streams in the wasteland, water where it's not expected. And I sense a deep tenderness in the heart of God towards Jesus' house, as if you're on the forefront um, of the work of his spirit. A bit like the beloved disciple of Jesus um, in John's gospel, he allows you to lean on his breast and hear the whisper of his heart. Um, because you delight to listen, you delight to be attentive. Um, I was honoured to be part of your prayer shield, what a super initiative. And um, this listening to the heart of God is so modelled by your leadership. It is, I take off my sandals. <laughs> and you're trusted to be close to his heart, I think, because he's so much long simply to do what he says. And um, I do think that is really noticed in the heavenly realms. He doesn't need to turn over the tables of the money changers. 
like you might do in other parts of our beloved Christian family in the UK. Uh, not naming any names. <laughs> um, I'll, let, I'll let you guess which parts I'm thinking of. Um, but the pandemic, I think, has re revealed what, which God we most truly trust and rely on. Um, for some of us, it's revealed our faith, our faith in the God of Mammon. And he's a very business-like sort of chap. He has this lovely problem-solution approach. The resources are finite. Um, and in fact, as we give out more, they're dwindling with time. And we must preserve them with increasing care and diligence and reorganisation. It's kind of up to us to sort of, kind of sort it all out. Whereas with Jesus, how I sense this beautiful generosity, this overflow from the heart of God, from the deep wells, we can't sort things in our own strength or manage our way out. Um, uh, well, there's a million examples, isn't there, of, of that? But um, uh, what I love about you, about you is you look to him, to his infinite resources, the power of the spirit who brought Jesus back from the dead, who broke the course of the universe. Um, you, 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 to me, you present this breadth of welcome Jesus house for all nations his house of prayer for all nations and you set a high bar for his church in our nation and so as a bishop in the church of England I want to say a massive massive thank you so as we come to look at the scripture I've chosen for today let's pray come down O most powerful holy spirit and subdue us from heaven where the ordinary is made glorious and glory is but ordinary. Would you open our eyes to see the wonderful truths in your word? And would you bathe us with the brilliance of his light like dew? This is Ezekiel 47, verses 1 to 14. The man brought me back to the entrance of the temple and I saw water coming out from under the threshold of the temple towards the east, for the temple face east. The water was coming down from under the south side of the temple, south of the altar. He then brought me out through the north gate and led me round the outside to the outer gate facing east. And the water was trickling down from the south side. As the man went eastward with a measuring line in his hand, I measured off a thousand cubits. And then he led me through water that was ankle deep. He measured off another thousand cubits and led me through water that was knee deep. He measured off another thousand and led me through water that was up to the waist. He measured off another thousand, but now it was a river that I could not cross because the water had risen and was deep enough to swim in. A river that no one would cross. He asked me, Son of man, do you see this? Then he led me back to the bank of the river. When I arrived there, I saw a great number of trees on each side of the river. He said to me, this water flows towards the eastern region and goes down into the Arabah, where it enters the Dead Sea. When it empties into the sea, this salty water there becomes fresh. Swarms of living creatures will live wherever the river flows. There will be large numbers of fish because this water flows there and makes the salt water fresh so that where the river flows, everything will live. Fishermen will stand along the shore from Engedi to Engelain. There will be places for spreading nets. 
The fish will be of many kinds, like the fish of the Mediterranean Sea, but the swamps and the marshes will not become fresh, they will be left for salt. Fruit trees of all kinds will grow on both banks of the river, their leaves will not wither, nor will their fruit fail. Every month they will bear fruit because the water from the sanctuary flows to them. Their fruit will serve for food and their leaves for healing. And this is what the Sovereign Lord says, these are the boundaries of the land that you'll divide among the 12 tribes of Israel as their inheritance, with two portions for Joseph. You are to divide it equally among them, because I swore with an uplifted hand to give your ancestors, uh, to give it to your ancestors, and this land will become your inheritance. So Jesus' house, my word, um, the word that comes to mind for you today is let him lead you out of your depth. Let him lead you out of your depth. There's lots we could say about this beautiful passage and I will focus on the invitation um, to go into this deep part of the river that's flowing out from the sanctuary. Um, it's like an image of flowing, flowing out from the throne of God itself as in um, Revelation 22. And I've got three, three um, sections to my um, my thoughts. First, this is verses five and six. He measured off another thousand, but now it was a river that I could not cross because the water had risen and was deep enough to swim in, a river that no one could cross. He asked me, son of man, do you see this? And he led me back to the bank of the river. And what? And he led me back to the bank of the river. Do you see this this is an invitation to see not just streams bubbling up in the desert but a river that is so deep that no one can cross often we can be quite amazed can't we when when the lord turns up where doors seem to open um we, we notice the streams in the desert and that is that is is, is remarkable of its own sight but actually what we're talking about really this is you know it is a river so deep that no one can cross and just a few thoughts on where um on this um internally i think there's a posture um when you're in water that is so deep <laughs> um there is a sense of being out of control at um, and, and spiritually, this invitation to be in the water so deep, um, for me, is something about um, our ego no longer being in control. Um, instead, our ego, um, uh, our heart being directed towards Jesus, just looking to him. Um, I've been sitting with Psalm 131 quite a bit recently. Um, this beautiful image of, um, um, and my heart is not proud, my eyes are not haughty. I do not concern myself with great matters or things too wonderful for me, but I've calmed and quietened myself like a weaned child with its mother. Like a weaned child, I am content. And I, I think Jesus loves something in our spirits when, when we are childlike in his presence where we're not concerned about things too big for us we don't worry about tomorrow and maybe this is something that um that he's asking you to do to, this morning is to be simple like a child 
um, that transparency to him in your heart, not worrying about tomorrow. That's one way I think we're out of our depth um, by this just simple posture. And I do think the more um, senior you get, the more responsibility you have, maybe in your work or in church life or even in family, it does become harder um, to take this posture. And um, I would encourage you to ask Jesus to coach you. Just notice your thoughts, uh, notice your ego, okay? And um, um, may he coach you to have that childlike posture to him. Another way um, in, uh, of seeing this as well is um, of being out of, out of his, out of your depth in his waters is this invitation, I think, to be swept along in his slipstream. I, I sense you're quite good at this at Jesus' house. But um, I don't know if you, you heard the story of the pilot, uh, the airline pilot. Uh, this is just before lockdown. He crossed the Atlantic in a record time because he'd found a slipstream of the spirit. And um, I want him just to encourage you to notice these slipstreams. Um, these are just, just three examples I'm noticing in our, um, our culture at the moment. I found um, an incredible acceleration in our relationships uh, with councils, with um, governments, um, where I'm in schools, all sorts of things. Um, I think this, that this is a work of his spirit. This is a work of being caught in his slipstream of the spirit. Acceleration online. <laughs> um, the data is incredible, isn't it? And um, it seems to be that the younger you are, the more there's, there's actually quite an interest, isn't there, in, in faith. That, to me, seems something of a slipstream of spirit. And when we look through history, um, key technological shifts, there's been an acceleration in the gospel, as if it's been caught in the slipstream. So, for example, um, in the first century, um, there was this technological innovation that something called a book <laughs> was invented. Rather than carrying all your writing on scrolls, they invented ways of sort of, you know, folding them in and sewing them into um, the papyrus, into, into, into books. That had a massive influence on the spread of the gospel. Then the 14th century, the printing press, um, that enabled, again, an acceleration of the gospel. And I think with something like the internet, we haven't, haven't quite um, seen the influence it might have. Um, but um, I, I think, again, I think there's a, an acceleration in the gospel. So in terms of your, your, your day of destiny, yes, he is doing a new thing. And I think we've been waking up to some of the tools that have been in place to do this. Um, and I think also the other, the other part of the structure is there's been acceleration in the gospel. Um, I don't know about you, but I've been finding... Uh, I have conversation, in conversations with people, I find myself talking about Jesus an awful lot faster. There's like an openness in our, in our nation and people have been facing death and wanting to ask the big questions in life. And so um, uh, may, may, may you, um, almost like be, as he swept along in his slip, slipstream, as you go deeper in him, may he open, you know, unlock your tongue so that there's an ease of, uh, of just speaking the gospel in, in your own language. Okay, and then um, within within this 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 point about um, going um, going deeper in the water, um, another thing that I see 
is I do is I see the tide rising over some of our boulders, some of our strongholds. So when we think about the the church, the body of Christ in our nation, um, uh, what are some of our big boulders that we have been blind to? I think uh, racism. That's something that's been coming to the fore. Um, in, um, in, in, in lockdown, I think elitism, I think intellectualism, um, you, you might want to, to note some other other boulders that we kind of almost get used to swimming around. Um, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here dressed like this because I've got to go and interview somebody, um, uh, I've got an interview panel in Lancaster later on um, today. Um, it's interesting that even just how I dress, how I speak, um, projects an elitism, doesn't it? Um, whereas actually my experience is the very people who are often closest to Jesus don't dress like this. <laughs> um, he, you know, going back to my first point about losing control, um, it's actually uh, that, that simple childlike trust. Um, how I dress now is, is projecting, isn't it? To my interview panel, I'm in control, I know what I'm doing. Um, so that, that's just just to digress. But we, we we almost get so blind to it in our culture, don't we? Um, so, um, but on um, I, I loved watching. Uh, I've been loving, loving watching the Euros at the moment. Maybe that's what you're doing. I've got two teenage boys. But how have you noticed that that Raheem Sterling, first goal in the first match, um, he's been a real hero of the of the English football team he is in a place of honour and he is speaking about his faith I think that's a significant thing given our story about Black Lives Matter here's a beautiful example on stage full of faith I think as the tide rises over the um, boulders as well uh, my prayer is also that the tide of his water in our nation will wash away our sin and our shame um, in, in my part of the world, I'm bishop in um, Blackpool and the church um, right by the tower, they, they, they're they very good at praying and um, um, they, they've got this lovely image of the sea washing away all the darkness that's nestling in Blackpool and that hope that there's a, there's a just compared to the size of the town um, and it's, you know, it's got the work, it's, it's bottom of the list in terms of uh, the, the, the national indices of deprivation but the sea is so much better. And maybe you find yourself in a place of sin and shame today. And maybe um, that today's an invitation for his tide to wash away. That is, um, the sea is so much bigger than any dark places. The cross is so much more um, uh, universe shattering powerful than any sin or darkness so do not be locked up by sin and shame and I, I do find that the Holy Spirit is a beautiful way of almost sometimes bringing up stories from the past gently um, it's like he unravels as we as we as we as we knit into our lives sin and shame and darkness um, if we invite him in if we have that open transparent posture with Jesus he will gradually unravel and um, wash that away and um, I think one of our biggest um, uh, one, one of our biggest boulders, I find, um, particularly in the church, but also in our nation, is imposter syndrome. And um, 
that also maybe where you find yourself today. Um, I don't fit, I'm not good enough, I'm not this, I'm not that, I'm not the other. Those are lies from the pit of hell. And as we pray at the end, um, let's um, ask the tide of his, <laughs> his amazing sea to wash that away. So that's my first section. Um, do you see this? Do you see these deep, uh, this deep river that no one can cross? Then our next section, this is verse 7 to 10 about the fish. Um, when I arrived at the bank of the river, I saw a great number of trees on each side of the river. And he said to me, the, this water flows downwards towards the eastern region and goes into the Arabah, where it enters the Dead Sea. When it empties into the sea, the salty water becomes fresh. Swarms, get this, swarms of living creatures will live wherever the river flows. There will be large numbers of fish because this water flows there and makes the salt water fresh. So where the river flows, everything will live. Fishermen will stand along the shore from Engedi to Engelem. There will be places for the spreading of nets. The fish will be of many kinds. Um, like the fish of the Mediterranean Sea. I, I love this beautiful taste of heaven. The fish will be of many kinds. The, the rivers will teem with life, people fully alive. And notice if you, in John's gospel, I think that's quite a gospel for you at Jesus' house, actually. I think like John, you're the beloved disciple. So I've, I'm, I'll park that thought there, but I'll just leave that with you. Um, in John 21, when Jesus meets Peter on the beach and um, uh, after this miraculous catch of fish, they say there's 153 fish in the net. Isn't that a funny number? 153. Um, that apparently was the um, a, a fish from every known nation um, at the time. There's believed to be 153 nations. Um, and um, that is my, my, my prayer as, as the waters deepen, as we go out of our depth, that in our, in our, our, our church, we will find fish all from every known nation. And I, I, you know, I do want to commend you again. I think that's why Jesus House, you're a head of the work of the spirit here, because you know, you're this Jesus House for all nations. There's a generosity in that. And, um, I'd love to see um, a kind of a strengthening of our nets. The fishermen um, will be spreading their nets along the coast. And what might it look like to be strengthening your nets as a church um, in this next season? Because as COVID um, has left a vacuum, actually people are looking for relationships, aren't they, in ways um, we haven't quite done before what would it look like to for your your nets to your to reach to reach into workplaces into gyms into um all sorts of things that you i'm sure you're massively ahead of ahead of me actually in the church ring we often think about sundays <laughs> and that's it i'm sure you're ahead here but what does it what would it look like to have um church communities in every sphere of our society um so fish of many kinds, every sphere of our society, but also in every language. Um, I, I was beautiful to be interviewed by Pastor Agu um, at the beginning of the year. And just a throwaway question he asked was, uh, what would you see the church being in 10 years 
time and it, it, the, his question lit me up because I just thought when I think about the future of the church in uh, the British Isles I just hear lots of different languages um, uh, songs rhythms beats colors flavors um, there's a, a you know a real sort of um, it's not it's not just about, about race it's about um, uh, almost the spirit of Jesus bringing a fresh Pentecost that brings all our different colours, all our different um, languages to life. And there's a beautiful illustration of this in The Line of Witch in the Wardrobe when um, Asla, um, the White Witch has um, turned all the animals into stone and is keeping them prisoner in her dungeon in the castle. And Aslan, who's like Jesus, he, he's back from the dead. He raids the castle, goes into the dungeon and starts breathing on the animals and um, there's a beautiful story about how he breathes on this lion and the lion the colours lick along the lion like the colours of a, a match put to a newspaper in a grate and the lion opens his mouth and gives this amazing prodigious yawn and then the, the, the dungeon is filled with these sounds of barring and braying and chirping and um, and that is what I'm praying for in our nation that our dungeons because I think a lot of our our gifts are trapped underground, a lot of our key people, our key fishermen, I would want to just say, for reaching this nation are trapped underground. Jesus um, uh, chose Peter, the unschooled fisherman, to be the rock on which he built his church. In some of the spheres of the church that I move in, there's not many rocks. <laughs> Let me put it that way. Um, um, I sometimes as I drive around Lancashire, um, I put the Great Escape theme tune on. I don't know if you've not ever heard this theme tune. It's from a, a war film um, and um, about these prisoners of war who escape. It's got quite a cheeky tune. I'll leave you to, to listen to that. But I am literally praying for the Great Escape. Some of our best rocks, our best leaders, um, are trapped underground in this nation. Um, the trapped underground by the sin of the church, by some of those boulders we talked about earlier, racism, elitism, intellectualism. In fact, I think I'm, I'm pretty, I'm convinced some of our best leaders are literally in prison. And that's a whole, a whole other sermon, I suppose. But um, um, may, um, may this next season be a season with a fish of many, many kinds, colours of many kinds, and that um, he will show us where to put our nets, that will strengthen our nets and our reach. Take a breath in the last section. It's beautiful. This is verse 12. So um, in this deep river, fruit trees of all kinds will grow on both banks of the river. Their leaves will not wither, nor will their fruit fail. Every month they will bear fruit because the water from the sanctuary flows to them. Their fruit will serve for food and their leaves for healing. And I think many of you at Jesus House are like those trees with deep roots that bring um, his leaves for healing. Um, and I almost sense that um, uh, some of your healing gifts are not even quite appreciated even by you 
and I perhaps want to encourage you to step out in that area of healing. There's a church, I'm not sure, I'm, I'm sorry, I don't know quite what you, what you do there, but I sense um, uh, an invitation to step deeper and deeper in faith. And um, if any time in our nation there was needed to be healing, I mean, now is, is such a key moment. The, um, the, 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 the bereavements that's not been, the, the, the loss that's not been able to be mourned for over these last um, number of months, um, the stress, particularly a sense of kind of stress in relationships, um, and in marriages, you might even be in this place um, today because often our marriages are such uh, places where we don't want to speak about difficulties. But may um, Jesus come um, as you're transparent with him. May he come and bring his healing. Um, I wonder whether for some of you, you've had almost like trauma um, upon trauma upon trauma and um, um, may he um, may he bring his tenderness and healing um, to you so um, how do we grow these trees this is Psalm 1 blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked who does not stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers um, you've had to put up with some company of mockers <laughs> um, um, and um, um, you've not, you've not, uh, I love it that you've not, you've moved, you've moved really past that. But this is, this is a lovely thing for you, for how I see Jesus house is someone, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither, whatever they do prospers and Jesus house uh, for all nations in this um, season as the water rises may you lead us as a nation out of our depth may you know um, those deep deep wells of the spirit that they're not just little trickles in the desert um, that they're a river that no one can cross, an ocean that washes away our shame, our pain, our agony in a secret place that um, scours out people from the underground. Um, may you know a fresh anointing as, um, as a dear church family and carry that anointing ahead. I do feel there's a sense that you in so many ways are going ahead. And may Jesus' house be a place of healing of nations, of healing in small scale and in big scale. May Jesus' house um, be a place where you're out of your depth. And as you swim, in out of control almost in those that deep deep river of his spirit may many fish <laughs> come home into his nets and many hearts be healed always for his glory amen <laughs>